0: Thank you so much for joining us for today's message. We believe that God is working in your life and we would love to hear about it. So please send us an email at amen at r4sq.org. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you're blessed by today's message. Luke chapter eight and verse 26. So they arrived in the region of of the Gerasenes across the lake from Galilee. As Jesus was climbing out of the boat, a man who was possessed by demons came out to meet him. For a long time, he had been homeless and naked, living in a cemetery outside the town. As soon as he saw Jesus, he shrieked and fell down in front of him. Then he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Please, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already already commanded the evil spirit to come out of him. This spirit had often taken control of the man. Even when he was placed under guard and put in chains and shackles, he simply broke them and rushed out into the wilderness, completely under the demon's power. Jesus demanded, what is your name? Legion, he replied, for he was filled with many demons. The demons kept begging Jesus not to send them into their bottomless pit. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby, and the demons begged him to let them enter into the pigs. Jesus gave them permission. Notice, Jesus gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and dropped. When the herdsmen saw it, they fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been freed from the demons. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what happened told the others, how the demon-possessed man had been healed. And all the people in the region of the, of the garrisons begged Jesus to go away and leave them alone, for a great wave of fear swept over them. So Jesus returned to the boat and left crossing and left crossing back to the other side of the lake. Father, I thank you for the reading of your word. And the Lord bless the speaking of your word, I pray. Holy Spirit, I yield my remembrance to you. I pray that man is not seen, but that the word of God is heard in this house. I pray, Almighty God, for your anointing to be released right now. Stir up the anointing of God that is in your people. Give her the ears to hear what the Spirit of God has to say. God, as I open my mouth before your people, I open my ears to heaven. And I say, Lord, speak a fresh word, a now word, an immediate word, a faith-filled word that it may find rest in the hearts of your people. Holy Spirit, have your way, sir, in this house. In Jesus' name, amen amen. Thank you, Julius. Well, today, as we continue the series we have been doing on Restore, Healing for Spirit, Soul, and Body, I'm going to speak a message to you about a message entitled Break the Box or Break Out of the Box. In this, I want to address the need for God's people to break out of the box that Satan may have put them in through inner wounding or demonic oppression or even possession. Many years ago, as I was getting started in the ministry, I had two encounters with demon-possessed people. And I don't have time to go into the full account, but I can tell you the first encounter did not end very well. Uh, I was a young young lady who was possessed by a demon and was out in the middle of the country, and it was nighttime, and, and I thought I was a, The powerful man of God with the anointing of God. And I was going to set this girl free. And when the demon spoke to me, I hightailed her back (laughs) into the church. (laughs) I can give you more detail if you like later. But for sake of time, that's all I'm going to share about that. A few weeks later, in the day. I encountered another person who was demon-possessed. This young man lived on the streets. If he were evaluated, he would have been declared clinically insane. I have no doubt about it. But God led me to minister to him in over a three-hour period of time I saw God totally deliver this young man from every demonic power that had enslaved him. This young man even told me afterwards, and and, and I share that because he asked if I would take him to his brother's house. He'd been living on the streets, but he had nowhere to go, but he wanted to go to his brother's house. As I'm I'm, I'm driving to his brother's house in my little Honda car, he's sitting there next to me. And he's telling me about how he used to worship Satan. He said he used to actually bow down and worship Satan. And he said he believed. He said, I believe I got hold of some real demons, huh? Uh, excuse me? I don't believe. I know you did. The reason I share this story is because as I'm driving down South Parkway, this story came to mind. And it was if the Holy Spirit whispered to me and said, this is how Jesus felt when he sat and talked with the man who had just been delivered of the legion of demons. This was almost 30 years ago. I never will forget the way I felt to see someone who had been so wrapped up, so enslaved by Satan's power, to see God set them free. And he was just as sane as you and I because God showed up for him that day and did what only God can do. Satan comes to torment and frustrate people. He comes to wound internally and he comes to oppress. In the 10th chapter of Luke, when the 70 disciples returned to Jesus after he had sent them out to preach the kingdom of heaven and Jesus said, preach the kingdom of heaven and heal the sick and cast out demons. Demons when they returned to Jesus, they returned, the Bible says, with great joy. And they said to Jesus, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Jesus replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And in verse 19, he said, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I want us to read that together. Let's read this. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You got to know that. You got to believe that that he's given you authority. And and, and, and when the New Testament speaks of serpents and scorpions, it's speaking of demon powers, spirits of darkness, agents of Satan who comes to afflict God's people. But Jesus said, I give you authority to trample on them. It's important for you to know that. If you're going to break out of and stay out of the box that Satan wants to put you in. It's important for you to know that if you're gonna be used by the Lord to help someone else break out of their box, that they too may come to know the freedom that Jesus died for us to have. Jesus has given the church authority over serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of darkness. He said in Matthew chapter 16, verses 18 and 19, upon this rock, upon this revelation that I, Jesus, am the Son of God, upon this rock, the revelation of who I am, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And he went on to say, and I give you the keys. And that word keys mean authority. I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Jesus saw him stripped of the authority that he once had. And he saw him cast down to the earth. Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 14, 12, how are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakens the nations. When Satan was cast out of heaven, he came down to earth and he sought to establish his kingdom rule over man whom God has set in place to rule and reign on earth. Genesis 1:28. then God blessed them, Adam and Eve, and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. To reign, means to, to reign over the earth means we're to rule and we're to subdue the rest of creation, including, according to my, one of my heroes, living heroes of faith, Pastor Jack Hayford, including the aggressive satanic forces which infringed upon Adam and Eve's authority. To have dominion is to have absolute authority and control. God God has ultimate rule over the earth, but he has delegated authority. Everyone say delegated. Very important that you get that. God has delegated authority and kingdom rule to man on earth. But please hear me. If you're going to walk in God's delegated authority, you must understand and be under authority. It was, it was Lucifer's rebellion that caused him to get kicked out of heaven. Authority is very important. When you're combating powers of evil, authority is very important. You must understand it. You must honor it. You must be submitted to it because all authority, this real authority, comes from God. And it's delegated. It's not something that we choose or something that we just say, I'm just going to, yeah, you can say, you can just take some authority over stuff. You better know. You better make sure you're walking in God's delegated authority and not your own. Satan did not have, please hear me, he did not have authority to take from Adam and Eve what God had given them, which was rule over earth, which was dominion over earth. He did not have the authority to take that away, so he did what he's good at. He lied, and he deceived them. He deceived them into sinning against God. He deceived them in not doing what God had told them to do. And when he lied and Adam and Eve took the bait, that gave Satan the entryway needed, please hear me, to set up his rule over what man is to rule. And the same devil who lied and deceived Adam and Eve, he lies and deceives today. And with those lies and with those deceptions, he comes to to frustrate and to irritate and to oppress and to torture humanity. With those lies and deception and the actions of man, Satan afflicts the soul of many. And when he afflicts, he creates a brokenness. And through that inner brokenness, he oppresses and in some cases, possess human beings. But according to Acts 10, 38, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing how many? How many? All. All who were oppressed by whom? Jesus went about healing all, everyone, who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Jesus came to restore and heal the whole man. That is the title of our series, Restore. Healing for spirit, soul, and body. Jesus came to restore the whole man. He came to heal your spirit. He came to heal your physical body. And he came to heal your soul, which is the region of your being where Satan wants to set up his playpen and box you in. But please hear me. Satan does not come into your life just to play with you. He wants to establish his rule and his control over you. He wants to be your master. He longs for the power and authority that he once had in heaven that was taken away from him through his rebellion. So he works to rule through man and to rule over man and to rule over the earth, which God told Adam and Eve, you have dominion over, you subdue, you possess. And just as Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power and went about doing good, And healing all, how many? All All who were oppressed by the devil, will to do likewise. Search the scriptures, and you'll find that the earthly ministry of Jesus primarily comprised of three major things that he did. Number one, he preached the gospel of the kingdom of God. Number two, he healed the sick. And number three, he cast out demons. Everywhere he went, Jesus did those three things. And we're to do likewise. In Mark's account of the great commission when Jesus was getting ready to leave and go back to heaven and he commissioned his, his apostles and, and it's a commission that, that we're to carry on. Mark's account, he wrote these words of Jesus in verse chapter 16, verses 15 through 17. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We're to do what he did. What did he do? He preached the gospel. What are we to do? Preach the gospel. He said, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. I find it interesting that the very first sign that Jesus says should follow believers is the casting out of demons. And it's the one thing that you see very little of happening in the church today. But it's the first sign that Jesus said, that he pointed to. You want to see a a follower of mine? You want to see someone who, who believes in me? They'll cast out demons. He said they will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And again, serpents represent powers of darkness. If they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I find it interesting that of the five signs Jesus said would we'll follow believers, two of them have to do with satanic powers. Number one, he said we'll cast them out. And number two, he said we will have divine protection against them harming us. You know, I've been in ministry for nearly 30 years now. What I've discovered during that time is the church, the body of Christ, those who have been given authority over the powers of evil, I've found that for the most part, the church do not walk in the power and authority that Jesus has given her. Far too many churches and far too many leaders in the church. They shy away from confronting the evil that frustrates, irritates, torments, and oppress people. And I believe that they shy away from it for many reasons, but let me give you just a few that I believe causes some to shy away. Number one, I believe some are afraid. Afraid to come back something that you cannot see. They don't understand that we walk by faith and not by sight. And that we're in a spiritual battle. We're fighting spiritual beings that Jesus has already defeated. All we've got to do is take up our weapons of warfare and fight as God has told us to fight. They're real whether you believe them or not. But I believe some... Afraid. I believe others are misinformed. They've been taught that demons don't, it's not real, they don't exist, and that and, and you don't do this kind of stuff. They're misinformed. And I believe that there are some who find it just too messy to deal with. They're not afraid. They're not afraid. They believe in the existence of these powers. They just don't want to deal with it because it's messy. And it is messy. But ministry can be messy because you're dealing with people whose lives are in a mess. People who do not know how to break out out of the box that Satan has put them in. The ministry of inner healing and deliverance It's a hard ministry. It is a challenging ministry. It is exhausting. So many people avoid it because they don't want to deal with the mess that comes along with it. May I remind you, Jesus died for the mess that man found himself in. He died to clean up the mess, and we must join with him and do our part to see people set free. Jesus came to set the captives free. He came to break strongholds. He came to tear down the devil's playpen. He came that those who are oppressed by the devil would be healed and made whole again. And I've seen this happen time and time again. In our story or text for the day, Luke 8, one of the first thing I want you to see is that the demons recognize Jesus and his authority immediately. Immediately, the chief demon asked him, "Say, "What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God?" He said, "I beg you, do not torment me." They recognized Jesus and his authority immediately. Why? Because Jesus saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning and he knew he'd been given the power of the Holy Spirit to rule over them. How about you? Do you know the power and authority God has given you? Do you understand that Satan and demons have no rights except what you give them, except what you allow? Demons recognize men and women of faith who understand God's delegated authority. Luke, who also authored the book of Acts, wrote in Acts 19 of some itinerant Jewish exorcists who tried to cast out an evil spirit by calling on the name of Jesus. Remember the story. There were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. But when they tried to cast the demon out of a man, the evil spirit said, Jesus I know. And Paul I know. But who are you? Then the man in whom the spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, and they fled out of the house naked and wounded. And I think we can safely say that it was a bad day for those boys. These sons of Sceva discovered that the power of God, please hear me, church, cannot be duplicated by just simply using the name of Jesus. They were calling on the name of Jesus without knowing the man Jesus. You got to know the man before you can use his name. You got to know the man to make sure before you go out and try to cast out a spirit that you have a personal relationship with Jesus and you place your trust in the power of the Holy Spirit. Demons recognize and understand those who walk in faith in what Jesus has done. They must submit to that because it's God's word. The legion of demons recognized Jesus, had, had Jesus and his authority. They recognized that Jesus had authority over them. They knew who he was and what, he, what his great power could do. Demons, Satan's messengers are still active today. And they're powerful and destructive. And they work through lies and deceit to distort and destroy man's relationship with God. Demons and demon possession is real. It is vital that believers recognize that and we take a stand against it. But please, church, do not let your curiosity cause you to get involved with demonic demonic forces in a way you should not. Things such as palm reading. I'm going to name a few things. And if you ever participated in any of these things, If you have not, I want you to repent of them right now because it opened a door to your life. Remember, Satan needs an open door to come in. If you open a door, you gotta close it. Things like palm reading, tarot cards, cards, Ouija boards, horoscopes, even watching certain horror movies open people up to demonic influences. How many of you remember the movie long ago called Poltergeist? Remember that movie? I don't think I ever saw it. I think I tried to watch bits and pieces of it, but I can't, I don't do those movies too well. When I see someone's head turn all the way around, time for me to go. Okay. (laughs) But several actors in the movie poltergeist died a premature death. Many of them did. You don't play with the devil. He's not playing, church. He wants to take you out. He wants to take your family out. He wants to take your children out. So, parents, you better be on guard. And you better watch over your children and pray over your children and pray prayers of protection over your children and, 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 and plead the blood of Jesus over your children And your grandchildren. Every morning before I walk out the door, my wife and I, even if it just takes two or three minutes, and it's not the time, it's the effort and the faith, we pray over our family. I pray over her. I pray over our children. I pray over our grandchildren. I pray over our son-in-laws, over my daughter-in-law. I just ask the Lord to protect them and keep them and bless them. Listen, if you are a parent, take time every day and pray over your family. You are the gatekeeper. You hear me? You're the gatekeeper. Close that gate. Pray. You're the gatekeeper. They need to settle in. If just one person gets this, it'll change one family. And to me, it's worth it. As a parent, as a grandparent, pray over your children daily. Don't take for granted. And I'm not saying be in fear. I'm saying just pray God bless them. Give my, grand, give my grandbabies a good day at school today, God. God, give them favor. Give my children favor today, Lord God. Keep them safe, Lord God. Bless my wife. Give her a great day today with her grandbabies. Got to be very purposeful. We walk by faith and not by sight. But there are certain things that we do walk out in the natural as an act of that faith. Demons are powerless against those who trust in Jesus and who do not open a doorway into their souls for these powers to come in. I want to say that again. Demons are powerless against those who trust in Jesus and who do not open a doorway into their souls for these powers to come in. James 4, 7 says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist him, church, and he will leave you alone. The demons in Luke 8 begged Jesus to not torture them before their time. They were aware of the the place of confinement and torment that awaited them. Listen, demons know where their end is going to be. They know there's an abyss. There's the great outer darkness that they're going to be cast into, confined to for all eternity. They are aware of that. And these demons beg Jesus, oh, please don't send us there before our time. But let us go into these pigs. And what did they do? What Jesus permitted. Why? Because Jesus had authority. What will they do? What you permit because you have authority. They begged him to not send them there before God's appointed time. And the chief demon called himself Legion. Now Legion was the largest unit in the Roman army. And it had between 3,000 got to get this. Between 3,000 and 6,000 soldiers. So this man was possessed by not one but many demons because demons often travel and occupy by groupings. Some of you may be wondering, why didn't Jesus just destroy these evil, foul things or send them into the abyss? The reason is the time had not yet come, and the time is not yet. So those demons are still roaming the earth today, harassing, irritating, frustrating, tormenting, and oppressing people just like they did when Jesus walked the earth. Instead of destroying the demons, Jesus destroyed their effect over people. He healed many people of the the destructive effects of demon possession or demon oppression, but he did not destroy them. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. And we're to carry on what Jesus started. God wants to use us. I want to make this personal for you. God wants to use you to set people free from the oppression of the devil. He wants to use you to help them get out of the box that Satan has put them in. We're to do what Jesus did. He set this man free by casting out of him the legion of demons. And I want to conclude my time with Luke 8, 38 and 39. And it says this, the man who had been freed from the demons begged to go with him. But Jesus sent him home saying, no, go back to your family and tell them everything God has done for you. So he went through all the town proclaiming the great things that Jesus had done for him. We hope you have enjoyed today's message. If you would like more information on our church, please visit our website at www.r4sq.org. Be blessed. Have a great week.